0: Oh, well, welcome to Million Movie, man. Oh, we're doing another James Stewart movie. How's everybody? I hope everybody, uh, this will be coming out the day after Christmas, so I hope everybody had a a lovely Christmas, holiday, Hanukkah, nothing. If you celebrate nothing, I hope you had a great, just regular Sunday, December 25th. You know, it's great. I don't know... What, what else do people... <laughs> like, what what else are people celebrating? I know Hanukkah, you know, and then there's Christmas, of course. But that That's kind of the end. I'm very ignorant when it comes to other cultures and religions and beliefs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm very open-minded. I only celebrate Christmas so that I, I can get sweet, sweet gifts, baby. That's the best part. I mean, Christmas... I don't think I've ever once been celebrating Christmas and been like, Man, I'm so glad Jesus was born. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you you do celebrate it just for Jesus, hey. Mazel tov. Uh, You may notice I'm uh, flying solo again. But I uh, hope that Chad will be back soon. He's over there fighting the Nazis. You know what I mean. He's gonna make sure he gives oh Hitler a shiner on his dick. Now that sounds sexual. Though no, I don't mean that. That uh, yeah, Chad's undercover as a U.S. agent, pretending to be a German woman to get close to uh, yeah to get close to Hitler, so he can kill him. So let's just root for him and and let's bring our boys home. You know what I mean. Well, speaking of World War Two, let's talk about "It's a Wonderful Life." That's our Christmas movie and our movie for this week. The thing is about this: this is this movie is fucking bizarre, dude. A movie that's about basically it's about a man who wants to get out of his town. Okay, let's start. Let's let's just go straight into this. Okay, the first of the movie. There's about what six maybe. Seven people who start praying for George Bailey, and then that's enough. Like that's enough people, to to be like, oh, okay, he's a he's a uh, white straight male. Yeah, okay, we need to fix this. <laughs> the Great Depression happens in this movie too, by the way. <laughs> Don't see no goddamn angels stepping in there. <laughs> now that's a movie. Like a Wall Street guy who's like about to kill himself because he just lost everything. <laughs> but but he's like an asshole Wall Street guy and the angel's like see you would be your life no one's life would be better if you wasn't here and then it's the guy's like yeah but I've lost like everything so that means I can't just fuck whores and get drunk and smack my wife around all the time and then the angel just pushes him off of the top of the Wall Street building that's what you don't see is uh, just a bunch of angels We're like no this is okay that this is happening because these guys did you ever see The Wolf of Wall Street? Oh it ain't came out yet? <laughs> you need to watch The Wolf of Wall Street. So let move so yeah a couple people are praying they're like please uh, please save them uh, and so the we, we get like the shot of um, I wrote this down I wrote this down I actually I did a little bit of research and so the research team is away right now <laughs> Um, I did the research. I just don't know what, where I put it in my notes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's like in the galaxy and there's like, they're like, um, things in the sky and, uh, they're like, Hey, we need to help George Bailey. And they get like this angel that don't have wings to be like, yeah, you first, we've got to show you his entire life. Here's the thing. The first hour of this movie should have been showing his life. They should have cut. They could have cut some stuff. They could have, especially the um, violent stuff. Violent. Uh, the the violent big the the whore of the city. <laughs> she's there for no reason. I mean, like I know she's like. You think she's gonna be a bigger character? Like maybe even George, like marries her first, and, and I don't know. They they don't. She's just there to be like a punching bag and to be like a slut, really. (laughs) That George is always like, I could fuck her pretty much any time I want. I could. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. I guess that she's supposed to symbolize, hey, there's fun. There's where fun gets you. Look at her. She's sexy. She's hot. (laughs) But you could cut that from this movie. It would make no difference. I mean, uh, just a little... It just adds, like, even whenever uh, Clarence comes down, and he's like, uh, "Oh, let me show you your life," and it shows um, Vibe being pushed in the back of the police, and he's like, "She's like, oh, that sailor's a liar." That's literally all she's there for. So he can be, "Oh, I know her. Oh, she gives me handies in my office while my wife is taking care of our four kids and our giant abandoned house." That, yeah, that whole thing's weird too. But you could cut that. You could cut her storyline and it would make no difference to the film at all. The first hour of this movie should be about his life and then the next hour should be um, the angel stuff. You know what I mean? They could go into like great detail. Uh, it's really weird that just the last 20, maybe 20, 30 minutes of this movie is the angel stuff. I mean, we, we know that there's angels but they're telling the story. It's still weird this is a pretty cut-and-dry movie. If you cut the angel stuff out of it, you still have a pretty, like, pretty... I mean, you you have, a, you have a movie. You still have the same movie without the angel stuff. You just have a man who just realized, okay, never got out of my hometown, but I got people that love me here. The end. <laughs> to throw in the That's like... That's... I don't know, that's like some next level, um, that's like M. Not Shyamalan level twist. Um, where it's, <laughs> well what if they we didn't know the angels and they just threw it in at the last minute? That's, that's what I, <laughs> that's the better way to do this movie. It's just to be like, George Bailey, here it is, you show him. <laughs> the first scene that we see, like Bailey and, them, uh, and his brother and some other kids are sled next to a giant ice hole. Yeah, just a, sliding. They're sledding down the hill, and there's just a giant open, uh, hole in the ice. that uh, no one is concerned about. No one cares. <laughs> it's fantastic. Nobody's like, nah, it's cool. Everybody's like, nah, it's it's we're good. There's no. Is there any parents around in that scene? I don't think there is. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of kids just unattended on on some ice. Psst. Parenting, baby. Oh, uh, I, I've mentioned this already, but I really... I had to watch this in color. This is the first time i ever... I've seen this movie numerous times, but it's weird to watch in color. I've never once watched it in color. I, it just... Black and white, I think we've talked about this before too. It has like a charm to it. There's like a... I don't know. There's something about black and white that just... It, it just it makes a movie better, even when it is, you know... Isn't probably isn't as great as a, as you think it is. You're just like yeah, it's, it's black and white. It's a classic just because it's in black and white. Um, I love okay. So after he he falls in the water, but it fucks up his ear and he can't hear out of it. And Mary, whenever she he's a kid, and he's working. He's like the only one working in this like pharmacy slash I don't know ice cream parlor, <laughs> the hot dog thing. yeah. I want a million dollars. Hot dog. (laughs) That's always really funny. With the lighter. See if it lights. I need to get one of those. That'd be cool. But yeah, Mary just being like. Mary's just being weird. (laughs) Mary, she comes on strong right away. She knows. She wants that Bailey dick right away. Like she was whispering in his ear. Like, I'm gonna eat. And George, he don't play that shit. He's just like, ah, oh, brainless? You shut up. I'm getting out of this. T-. Even as a kid, he's like, I'm fucking done with this town. That's one thing that resonates with this uh, movie. You know, I grew I, 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 grew up in a small town, and I understand, like, wanting to venture out and, and, and get away and stuff. And then you have, but you, you you got priorities, and you got shit that has to, you have to take care, care of before you can go. So, like, I this movie resonates with me with that. I have cried also I would like to mention I've cried every single time I've watched this movie. The ending gets me, man, this the camaraderie and the love. <laughs> you know, and it's just oh, it's so good. It's so good, man. Um uh, yeah. But uh yeah, it's just it's this is let me just say this, this is a solid movie. It's a really good movie. Um Weird. I mean, the pacing is is very strange and all over the place, but th- it's still a good movie. And James Stewart, he puts in a hell of a hell of a performance. It's um, a thing about him; he's very believable as a as an actor um, in everything he plays in. So, you know, it, it's always a treat whenever he pops up. But yeah, let's go back. So he's uh, he's working at the pharmacy slash ice cream parlor or whatever, and uh, Mary says something, and he's like, do uh, uh, you like coconuts? And she's like, no. And he's like, Psh, okay, no brain for liking coconuts. So George, he always had an anger issue. <laughs> if you ask me, it's he always has an anger issue through the whole movie. It's pent-up frustration, I understand. Maybe that's why he wanted uh, Miss Bick around. I wish he, tra- I wish, I wish that, like, there was a, a, I wish there was a reason for Violet to, to be in this movie, other than just be, because they're not even competing, you know what I mean? There's that weird, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but whenever he's, like, going to town and he sees Violet and she's like, stay here, boys, I don't know, this might go, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm a whore, and she walks over to him. And he's like, let's go climb a mountain. But he starts going up. And then it's like a weird crowd gathers around him. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> and they're like all laughing. He's like, well, just get the fuck out of here. I'll foreclose on all your homes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like go fuck yourself. I'll have my dad. Do you know who my that, that would have been one of those moments. Do you know who my dad is? Yeah, okay. So you want to go live in the slums? They say that a lot in this movie. I like that. You live in Potter's slums, but yeah, that was that's really weird. Violet has no fucking reason to be in this movie at all, and it, it just it just bothers me that they didn't do more with her character. Was, and even in the end, she just shows up. She's like, "Here's the money that you gave me back. I'm not going to New York to be a slut. I'll just continue to suck dick here." Like it's like, what? Who care? Like who cares about this character? It's insane to me. That's Oh, my God. Um, it's also really funny. I, like, I get that, like, James Stewart is playing, like, in his 20s. He was, like, 38 when this movie came out. So he's playing in his tw- uh, 20s, uh, you know, and then he's supposed to be younger. But they made the dad, like, 100 years old. <laughs> just right off the bat. Just, uh, just right off the bat. So when you first see his dad, you're like, is that his grandpa? What's going on here? Yeah, of course he's gonna die soon. He's a hundred and ten years old. I thought thought that was weird. Speaking of old, an old man that lives quite a while actually. Uh, old man Grow Growler, with the, the his old boss at the uh, pharmacy there that almost poisons a kid. First of all, let me tell you something. I'm not a parent. Probably never will be a parent. But if a if a, a man or or anybody ever lays hands on my child and makes his ear bleed, especially his bat ear that he can't already hear out of, I'm going to fucking whoop that motherfucker's ass. Okay? 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 So, uh, f- just right off the maybe he didn't tell Mr. Bailey. Maybe he didn't go home and tell Dad Bailey that, oh, hey, look, I'm bleeding from my ear because Mr. Crowler got drunk because his son died and decided to beat me for it. Uh, makes me mad every fucking time. I would, ooh. I mean, I know he turns his life around and you kind of feel bad for him. I actually, whenever Clarence comes and there's like a different reality, like people's life turned out shit. I was a glad growler was, uh, whatever his name is, was was a fucking homeless panhandling douche. Oh, had like a newspaper tucked in his chair. He's like, fuck you makes me so mad, especially when he starts bleeding from the ears. Oh, please don't hit me again. I wish they'd have had the kid do a James Stewart accent. (laughs) That would just have been funny. Just, oh, well, I don't know. You almost poisoned him. It's the wrong pills. James Stewart behind the scenes like, is that that what I sound like? (laughs) But, yeah, uh, and then, so, yeah, he he, uh, stops... He stops him from poisoning a kid by giving him the wrong pills. Okay, um, Gower, Mr. Gower, I have it in my notes. My bad. Uh, he goes home, and he, you know you see his brother. His dad's 150. His brother looks 30, playing a high schooler. who was like 25 at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes home. He has a he has a black sassy maid. Uh, I think her name's Anne. In it, maybe she's hilarious. She's fucking hilarious, and get your own shit. (laughs) They're just, like, used to it, too. (laughs) You know, and she even has, like, the best joke at the end, because she comes in with the money, and she's like, I was gonna save this for a divorce, but you wouldn't have it. (laughs) I got this from cleaning up your, all these white people's kids, you dumb as fuck. I hope in my head she. I don't think I, I. don't think you see any other black people. So she might be the only black woman in town, and she's just like everyone's maid, maybe, and she's just making boo-coons of money. I wish her and Violet um, had a scene together. Where she's like, "Girl, I make more money on my uh, without getting on my knees than you do." <laughs> something like that. She'd say something sassy. <laughs> she's sassy. But, uh, yeah, so he goes home. It gets weird. Like, this movie... Let's see, what else could you cut out of this movie? You could cut the pool scene, the dancing scene. You know, I mean, I guess you just put that in for comedic effect when everybody... Yeah, it also shows that, like, George could be an architect. Or could be, like, a... You know, like because he put, he was like, thank you for the idea of putting the pool under the, underground. He just saved me lots of from building another building or whatever. Um. But it's, it's but the whole Mary situation. He's never really. He's so reluctant, like, and I guess you're supposed to take it as like he just knew that if he fell in love with Mary, that he was gonna like stick around, or like maybe she would want to stick around. But it's like, you don't. He has so many chances to get out, and you know the first time he tries to get out, he's with Mary. It was nice to see in a movie that the the male actor be like, uh, "How old are you?" And she's like, "I'm 18 You're like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> yeah, you, you could hold your breath because back then they would have did it. You know what I mean? He could have been been like a yeah. You know, they would have did this in a the movie. They would have been like, "How uh, old are How old are you?" And she'd have been like, "I turned sixteen next year." And he's like, "Oh, that's old enough. I'm 39. Old movies had no fucking chill. Like High Noon. We just did High Noon. Grace Kelly and, and uh, Cary Grant, Cooper. It, it <laughs> Who cares? Back then it was like literally they did not give a shit. So it was nice to see like a, him actually ask her age and stuff. Um. Yeah, right before his dad has a stroke though, he's having like a pretty nice moment with Mary. There's that weird thing whenever she loses her robe and he's like, oh, let me...
1: Let me think about
0: that. Uh, I I can sell tickets, and the cops will be on my side. Very meta, very meta joke. Oh yeah, I never believed the woman. Just ask Miss Bick. <laughs> She's thrown thousands of allegations, particularly at Miss, particularly at Mister Potter. But yeah, that that was weird. But the lasso of the moon, he that's the same scene too. The iconic, like, you want the moon? I'll lasso it and you can swallow it. Beam out of your your feet and hands. Is that He's just talking about giving her like a mind-blowing orgasm, right? That's all that is? I always took it as that like, because it seems sexual. He's like, oh, how old are you? Oh, you're 18, okay. I'm going to take that moon. I'm going to shove it straight up your ass. He just gets weird really quickly. Um, uh, Mr. Potter, I mentioned him just a minute ago. He's the uh, goddamn dick in this movie. He's like the fucking worst. He's a rich old man. He's like, who like owns this town? Which is um, Bedford? Is it Bedford Falls? I think it's Bedford Falls. Anyway, he like owns this whole town. It's really funny whenever Clarence comes down and he's like... Uh, Showing him how Potter took over because Bailey uh, Lone was never there because uh, George never existed. It's the town, is fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, Potter made the town amazing. Okay, there's like strip clubs, there's like casinos. Basically, Potter could have been the founding uh, member of like uh, like a modern day. Um, Las Vegas. (laughs) This guy was a genius. He was being held back by this fucking idiot, Bailey. But I... Yeah, so Potter is... He's just like this asshole. And of course he gets like... He almost gets the last laugh because it's like Uncle Billy who's like a huge idiot in the movie. He's just like there to be an idiot. Loses the $8,000 by basically just handing... By wanting to like... First of all, deposit the money, okay? This whole thing. The whole reason they're even open, the run on the bank, is because of the money. So why would you not... Why are you so careless with the money? God, Uncle Billy's a fucking idiot. Uh, That part makes me so mad. And then uh, Mr. Potter, almost was going to give it back. And then I guess he just decided, oh, well, I'm already like a huge asshole. So I might as well just... Continue down that path of just being a huge piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it pisses me off the way George treats Mary, though, because like, the to be honest, George is just fucked up, man. Like he's just fucked up. Like he. He has this injury with his ear. He can't hear. He loses his father. He has to take over the business. Well, he doesn't have to take over the business. I mean, technically, yes, he would have to if that was, like, the terms uh, that the committee came up with. Like, he would have to be the one that takes over. But he could have just been like, Nah, fuck that. I'm I'm leaving. I'm going to explore. I'm going to be an architect. Uh, Yeah, you could say, like, a lot of this is on George, but it's just heartbreaking. Because, like... We all have these huge dreams. I hate to get like real, we're getting real philosophical and real deep right now. But we all have these huge dreams. And let's face it, I would say more than half of us, we never going to, it's never going to happen. And it's a sad reality and a lot of us don't even know it until we die if it's going to happen or not. So it's kind of sad. You know what I mean? This, this, this whole movie is, is like that. It's very, um, it's very heartbreaking. Uh, But this could easily be uh, a Stephen King movie. I will say that. I thought about that whenever I was watching it. Because, like, this it's like a town. The town won't let him leave. It's almost like he's trapped in this town. You know what I mean? If you throw on some fucking Twilight music, Twilight Zone music, <laughs> him being like, oh, we're going to go on a honeymoon, and then there's a run on the bank. <laughs> I wish there was more attempts of him trying to leave and just like crazy shit happening. It's like the Truman Show. <laughs> That's what this is like. Like George Bailey is Truman in this, and he just can't leave his little world. He's got to stay in that little bitty world. So it's like a uh, yeah. I wonder if this. I wonder if that this movie had anything to do with the Truman Show, because <laughs> there's a lot of like similarities there of just being like trapped and just not knowing that like. You know, a lot of us think we're the center of the universe. But, you know, for George, without George, this town goes under. It does not do well without George. Uh, Let's see. First his dad dies, and then his brother gets married. Yeah, and then he's waiting for his brother. He, He waits four years. He's like, I'll take over the business for four years. and You'll come back. You'll take over the business. And his little brother just becomes awesome as shit. He just comes back, he's like, I'm fucking married, I'm going to war, I'm a war hero. (laughs) Meanwhile, George and his wife are just popping out like fucking kid after kid. Uh, It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's real, it's real sad. Uh, Let's see, he gets married, he needs money because Potter bought the bank. Uh, Yeah, the whole run on the bank thing, um... That's one of my favorite scenes, though. It's just... Especially the, the, the asshole guy. Because he's, like, one of the first ones to give money at the end. I like that. The, the guy's like, I need 200 I got $242 in here. And he's like, I want 242 He's like, God damn it. Uh, that's a good scene, though. And then... Um, I, I thought it was really funny. That the abandoned house... That she, you know, that he's like, Oh, we try to bust the windows out and make a wish. And she's like, I'm going to live in that house one day. And then after the run on the bank, he's like looking for her and they like create this romantic uh, uh, scene in the abandoned house. Isn't it fucking crazy that the fireplace still works? <laughs> it's great. It works great. Yeah, she's there's two rotisserie chickens just roasting on the, the fireplace. It's fantastic. You know, they're definitely not going to die from carbon monoxide poison. That was actually the, uh, that was actually the first time Clarence should have came in the movie. And like, oh, um, this is a terrible idea. Can you? This is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it would be fine if you'd have left the windows open, but you put those stupid posters. You're going to die from carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> um. Yes, and then oh, you know, it it always bothers me too, because like, I, I guess. Money was never really a big part of, like, why George did anything. He kind of just wanted to see the world and kind of be his own thing. It was always everybody else's money. He didn't really care. And instead of, like, he's being a dick to Mary, and then, you know, another suitor calls her, Sam, his old friend. Um, it just, he could have got in, and he could have been rich, and his life could have been different. He still could have did all the things he would think that he would hate Mr. Potter so much that he would want to get rich so that he could kind of combat you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It, it comes down to George being a, a fucking idiot sometimes. He's an idiot and it's and he has anger issues. <sighs> that scene where uh, Mr. Potter's talking to him, he's like, You make forty-five dollars a week. Forty-five dollars a week. That's what Republicans want. That's, they want to go back to that. <laughs> Ugh, with minimum wage was 25 cents an hour. <laughs> oh, man. The, uh, yeah, $45 a week. And the guy is making, like, he's not making anything. But he's just like, ah, eh, fuck it. I ain't pulling out. Let's have four kids. And then he gets mad at her. He's like, ah, oh, why do we have all these kids? Yeah, well, you could pull out every now and again, Mr. Bailey. Jesus. Come and marry hair every once in a while. God. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. They, the, the, um... The, so, okay, so where are we at in this story? I've, I've jumped all over the place. So, yeah, he's not getting out. He's not getting out of the town. And I think even at one point, Clarence is like, so it's pretty clear that, like, you know, he's never leaving. Uh, so he he starts building these homes these very affordable homes that are like worth twice what he's getting you know what i mean so basically the town starts taking advantage of him being an idiot by being like oh yeah thank you for letting me buy my house for next to nothing (laughs) retard they say that in his bad ear so he can't hear (laughs) Hey, how you doing, you fucking idiot? And he's like, Oh, what, what was that? I said, Hey, how you doing? Thank you, Mr. Bailey. Because he could be rich. There's so many times when he could be rich. There's so many things he can do to be rich, and he just decides not to. He just continues to just fucking self-loathing is is uh, very strong in this movie. And I and 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 get it. You know what I mean? A good pity party every once in a while. But I mean, my God, man. When life's slapping you in the face this much, you need to pay a little more attention. Um. So yeah, so it's, it's we're like two, you know, we're like an hour and a half into this movie. Bef- yeah, I think I, I think I paused it. It was like an hour and forty-five minutes before the angel even comes down. Before Clarence like takes human form, who apparently like. Angels are just dead, like, real people. They're just, like, you know what I mean? They died, and now they're just angels now. That's, you know what I mean? They're just adding to the mythos. They've got their own little story going there. A little origin story. That's a good, that'd be a good prequel. It's a Wonderful Life origin story, Clarence. Uh, oddbody, what's his name? Something oddbody? I remember his last name, not his first name. Uh. So, yeah, so... Uncle Billy is an idiot he loses eight thousand dollars they don't find it um, the bank examiner comes and then he uh, right and he he says he's like I, I he goes to Mr. Potter which is the, the worst person to go uh, go to it always is always has been but still him being an idiot he goes to him he's like oh please I'll take a loan with any interest please. Uh, it, it, Mr. Potter's like, no, uh, I'm gonna call the police. You're gonna be arrested. It's gonna be a huge scandal. Instead of just waiting for Sam to, cause like Sam gets back to him before the end of the movie. <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, hey, you have a line of credit, like twenty five thousand dollars. whatever you need. You're like my best friend. You know what I mean? You saved me from marrying this dull Mary bitch. You know what I mean? You took her off my hands. Uh, so instead of just waiting for Sam to message back, he goes and tells Potter. Potter calls the police on him. And then he hits this tree. I always find this is really funny when he hits the tree and the guy comes out. I was like, whoa, hey, hey, my dad built, my dad pledged this tree. It's like, dude, chill the fuck out. It's a tree. And he just took a little bit of bark off of it. By the way, hate this fucking town. Especially, you see how like big of dickheads they are. Whenever you're not, like, a local. This is, like, the perfect example of that. Because, like, uh, when uh, George Bailey is a nobody, he doesn't exist, and he goes into Nick's bar. Nick is a goddamn asshole. Like, he is a... It's like... This is why you, you have to be in an alternate, alternate timeline to own the bar. Because you're, like, a fucking homophobic dickweed. He's like, oh, you two pixies are getting out of here. It's like, just shut the fuck up, Nick. And it's always, it's always really funny, too, because, like, um, George is always like, Nick, it's me. Oh, it's me, Nick. And then he's like, and hey, another thing, where do you get off calling me Nick? And the name of the bar is Nick's. <laughs> you could be like, well, there's probably other employees. But it's, like, obvious that, that this dude's, like, top dog. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I'm taking a wild guess. I think I think a stranger would be right 50% of the time. But being like, are you Nick? Oh, yeah, you are. You know, it's not as crazy as, like, walking into, like, a fucking, you know, Applebee's and be like, oh, you Mr. Applebee? To the bartender? It's not the same as that. But, yeah, so so the, the angel comes down. He's like, okay, look, I'm gonna... You wish you never were alive because George is about to kill himself for the insurance money to give to Mary so she can pay off. yada yada. Um so then he never exists. Finally, we get to like the main plot of this movie is like... I mean, they, they spent an hour and a half showing literally all the goodies. did. It, you could do this in a different way. You could show just a little bit in the first hour and then the next hour or even 45, 50 minutes. You could just tell us things that he did. You don't have to like show us everything. It, like, we literally lived George's whole life almost with him. So I, I, I just, I, it's just a weird pacing of this movie. Um, he goes to, when he goes to his old house and he's looking for his kids. Uh, he, he's like, a, he's like naming all 700 of his kids. And Clarence is like, you have no kids. I wish he would have just been like, oh, great. Let's go grab a beer. And then roll credits. <laughs> Play a, watch out. Come on, and let's get down with the sickness. I wish somebody... Uh, does anybody know how to use, like, uh... Anybody make a video so that? Can somebody do, like, um... Just him being, like, cut it, edit it to be like, where's my kids? And like, oh, you have no kids. And him would like, oh, great. And then put down with the sickness over the credits. If anybody knows how to do that, please... Please do that. And, and send that to me. That would be fantastic. Um... Oh, when he runs into Mary as an old maid who never never got married or anything. She could get it. She looks good as an old maid. Being single done her wonders. You know what I mean? I liked it. like that. He's like, I'm your husband. You're my wife. And he's like touching her stuff. And she just passes out. <laughs> she ain't been touched by a man in years. So she just fucking passes out. It's really funny. Um, and then he runs out after after that. He punches uh Bert or Ernie, whichever one. That that seems really funny too with Mary because you could hear somebody in the background. They're like, "Somebody hit him over the head with a bottle." (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, sure do that. Somebody it's fucking lawless times in in the nineteen was it nineteen forty five by the time this movie ended. I think maybe maybe a little later Uh, because his brother got drafted in the world war ii and became like a fucking hero and that's the thing he's going through and he's like see you being alive you saved a bunch of life lives just by being alive the movie could have been a lot darker by taking him back and showing us all of the people like dying (laughs) just really hammering at home like oh Look here, George. This is where you saved your brother from drowning, but you're not here to save him, so we're going to watch him drown over, under this ice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, and uh, he wasn't here to save his platoon or fucking whatever. His soldiers in World War II, he couldn't save them, and let's watch them all get blown up by the fucking Nazis. It's like, Jesus Christ. That That could have been the last hour of the movie. Uh, that could have been a makeout scene between Mary and and uh, Violent. That would have been that would have been fucking great. <laughs> with you not being around, Mary, well, she got horny, but she realizes that maybe she doesn't like men all that much. So she starts scissoring with women. Here's a scene of that. <laughs> They're both just jerking off in the corner. Oh. Oh, this is terrible, Clarence. You're too close to me. Please scoot over. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, he, after the Mary scene and the Mary passing out and stuff, the cops are shooting at him <laughs> as he runs away. Oh, what has he done at this point? He's kind of, kind of being a little loud and disruptive. He's not really did much. The cop just fucking starts shooting at him. Oh. Ugh. What a different time that was when an unarmed white man got shot at. <laughs> Takes a lot. Well, it should have, but not in this movie. But yeah, that's I, I've always loved this movie. I it's a, I always cry at the end of it because everybody comes together. They're one big happy family and they're dumping money at him and stuff. You never get to see Mr. Potter again. I wish you did just him, like roll up on a wheelchair to be like, ah, damn, it, fooled again. That would be great. But it would have be been funny if he rolled up and then violent came out and was like, hey, yeah, uh, want your dick suck? He's like, I can't feel anything except for in my butthole. She's like, fine, <laughs> it's going to cost you, though. I just gave George the rest of my money to go to New York. Overall, though, this movie is a I it, I want to say... I give it a 9 out of 10. Because it is... I mean, it is a solid movie. It's got a good message. Being like, ah, community takes care of each other. Uh, you know, you don't get much of that anymore. Because everybody's kind of just selfish assholes. And everything's been politicized and stuff like that. So you don't get... Like, this movie... This It would be interesting to make It's a Wonderful Life today. That would be... It would almost it would almost be impossible. To, you would definitely have to... Um, Take a lot of liberties, um, but yeah, James Stewart. I really like him. A lot of people shit on his acting. I think I, I've said that before. When even in Vertigo, it's not my favorite movie of his. It's not even that good of a movie to me, but he's still good in it. He he knocks it out of the park. He's very um, every everymanish. He's very like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you believe him. You believe him in the role. And in this movie, this movie, he spends most of the time just self-pitying himself you know we all been there being like ah we should have did this we could have did that oh everything sucks so you kind of you know you you feel for him because like i said we all want something uh, out of life that you know a lot of us will probably never get and it's like sad but you've got to look at the basically you have to look at like the little things in life uh, especially if you're not married, or if you don't want kids, or you know what I mean, you have to look at the like the little things. Even if you're not married and you're single and you think your life's shit, there's still things that can make you happy. You know what I mean? Like there's still a lot more Marvel movies to come out. So how would you kill yourself? You're gonna you're gonna kill yourself before the MCU's over? Come on, come on, that's crazy. Before Quantum Mania? you're an idiot. You're an idiot. But please don't do that and and uh yeah, this movie's number tw- is 20th on the list, and that's pretty good. I'd I'd keep it I'd keep it in the top 20. Yeah, uh, for the list wise, it's definitely top 20. It's it's actually this by the first movie I watched where I was like, "Yeah, 20 is about right. That's good." So, I definitely it's a good holiday movie. It makes you feel good. You know, I just wished, uh, you know, I wish that, I, w- <laughs> I, I just wish that, um, it, it the pacing wasn't so weird and I wish they did cut some stuff, but it's still one of those movies that it's every time, it hits you, it hits home, and it's still, even to this day, some of the stuff, I think I was reading an article about that, there's still things he says in it, and he's like, how's a man supposed to live on $5,000? Or something like that. I don't go a long way. Like, yeah, absolutely, George. Try living in 2022, pal. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a great movie. You should watch it. It's a great holiday movie. I uh, hope everybody has a great holiday. I hope everybody is uh, s- stays safe. I um, hope you get to be with you and yours. I've always wanted to say that. People say that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I hope uh, you're with you and yours. Thank you. But I do. I hope everybody has a good holiday. Things are crazy. Things have always been crazy. That That's one thing this movie made me realize. Could you imagine living during World War II? When people had to. You really did have to, like, come together. God damn, if that happens now, we're fucked. There'll be more people on the Nazi side. <laughs> if there's ever an uprising from fucking far extremist like that then we're just screwed this movie teaches us that if there's anything that old movies like this teach us movies from like the the, the 40s and the 50s where people seemed smarter and more sophisticated it's that in the 40s and 50s people were more smarter and sophisticated (laughs) because it's just uh, it's trickled down we're trickling down We're just going down down, and getting dumber and it's idiots being led by idiots, blind leading the blind. I hate to get political, but I'm going to say it. Things are darn crazy, guys. (laughs) But no matter what you believe, if you're a Nazi, go fuck yourself. If you're not a Nazi, that's good. Maybe stay off the internet. Maybe try to keep your parents off the internet. It seems like they're the ones being uh, easily converted over to believing in crazy bullshit. Or even if you're going to believe in crazy bullshit. Just don't... Just fucking keep that to yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of keep that close to the chest. Don't... um don't, you don't. People don't need to know that you know that. You know John F. Kennedy is actually not dead. He's uh, He's not dead. He didn't get shot in the head. That was all just fucking. So that we wouldn't pay attention to Doctor Who because science is bad. That's a good conspiracy. JFK got shot in the head, but he really didn't, and they were just trying to make sure nobody was watching this cool new science fiction show. <laughs> they're taking science too far. Time traveling? No. <laughs> Cause you know what's gonna happen if they time travel? They're gonna go back in time and they're gonna kill Hitler. Oh, that old uh, that old thing where it's like if you go if you had a time machine, would you go back and kill baby Hitler? Here's the thing, abso fucking Luly. Sure, something else will probably, somebody else will probably pop up, but, like, I would punt Hitler across the motherfucking ocean, dude. I would fucking, I'd punch his mother in the face. I would, <laughs> yes, there is no question. There is no, no, knowing what we know I'm going back and killing Hitler, 110%. I'm sorry, I know now Kanye will never be a, a guest on this show, me saying this. But yes, I would kill Hitler if I had a time machine. So, uh, end of discussion there. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, uh, happy holidays. And thanks for listening to a Million Movie Men. Uh, you know, Chad will be back with us soon. And uh, we're going to move on to other movies. i gonna let you guys pick the next movie. Uh, yeah, hey, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. I'm Cody Stevens. Man, movie man.